0: I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so excited that we have Dr. Rose Deliva here. Nancy has nominated her beautiful veterinarian for a Game Changer Award, and Dr. Rose is here with us today to talk a little bit about what inspired her to become a holistic veterinarian and then a little bit more about what she loves about life and her practice. So, Dr. Rose, congratulations on your Game Changer nomination, and welcome. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here, Dr. Becker. It really is. I appreciate it.
0: And I appreciate Nancy's nomination. Yeah, I was just going to say, I appreciate Nancy as well. Uh, She nominated you many, many months ago. And so we just love the fact that that I have the opportunity to be able to meet so many of my inspiring colleagues that are Touching and changing the lives of pet parents around the world, but you are you have pivotally impacted the animals that are in your care because you are practicing differently than maybe what these animals have had resources available to them prior to meeting you. So let's talk a little bit about your background and first, what inspired you to become a veterinarian and then how you went from accumulating your conventional training, which we're thankful for, but then also adding to your toolbox. How did that happen? Okay. Well, um, Dr. Becker,
1: I came from a family of immigrants, so they really weren't educated people. I was the first one that actually went to college in my family, and I always had an inclination towards medicine, period, always. I don't know why. If you believe in past lives, I would say that is perhaps an indicator. However, um, I I tried to get into the University of Pennsylvania for four years. Mm. It was at a time when it was a very much male-dominated profession. They did not make it easy and I didn't have anybody that I knew or anything special that was going to make me stand out versus the next person. So I persisted and I eventually did get in. One of the reasons was at that time, there were only 18 veterinary schools in the country. Mm. This was back in the early, the late seventies, actually. So because I lived in the state of Pennsylvania I was only allowed basically to apply to the state of Pennsylvania, the University of Penn, Penn, which I did. And they said, well, perhaps you don't have enough education. So I went and I got a master's degree and they said, well, we're not quite sure. And I said, let me tell you something. I might be 40, 45, 50 years old. This is what I want to do hmm. and this is where I need to do it. So you've got to take me. So a week later, I finally got the acceptance letter. It couldn't have been more powerful than anything hmm. in my life. Um, I go, I hate to say it, but there were some times during those four years where I felt that females were not treated appropriately. Of course. And, and, and I will simply say it. That's yes. the way it is. Um, so My first job out of vet school was out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and all I saw was I had appointments every 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. and every 15 minutes was giving vaccination after vaccination, and then let's give flea and tick products, and let's set them up for all kinds of testing. And I came home to my husband one day, and I said, this is not practicing medicine. Something is wrong here. I always had an inclination for Asian cultures, mm. always loved it. And the American Indian cultures. I started to read I used to read the PDR, mm. which was all about the conventional pharmaceutical drugs. I knew there was something more. I started to read about herbs. I said, why isn't everybody on milk thistle if somebody tells you you've got a cancer patient and they've got cancer that could spread to their liver? why is everybody not on milk thistle? Okay, so this went on and on. I saw in one of the veterinary journals, uh, a class to learn traditional Chinese herbs. So Mm -hmm. I went down to Albuquerque and I studied that. And then as I'm learning, they're talking about acupuncture points. I'm saying, well, then I need to know these acupuncture points. So I went and I studied acupuncture. Mm. And it just kind of bombarded from there. It was one more thing after another that I saw could help me help these animals mm. better than I was seeing in the quote unquote conventional world. And I just I love it. I love mm. it dearly. I just love it. It's it's amazing. It helps. And
0: everybody needs to know about it. So what, what I can tell is that you are a strong woman of persistence and perseverance. The reason that you let no one stop out your dream of going to vet school is because you simply reapplied and informed them that you will just keep reapplying Until it happens. And when you were frustrated that you couldn't fix your patients and that you weren't, in fact, actually practicing real medicine, you fix that as well by persistence and ongoing training. So you are clearly a, a human that is a perpetual student and always wanting to learn more, which then, of course, trickles down to your clients who reap that incredible benefit and blessing of you gathering more tools and more information and more knowledge and more modalities to be able to effectively help your patients better. It's so beautiful. So you've been doing this a while.
1: Yes. Yes. And I love it. And I love to learn and I love to
0: educate just like you. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. It It is. And it's also so important because it's knowledge transfer uh, other people teaching us and then us in turn sharing what we've learned. It's how not only evolution, healthy evolution takes place, but it's how we're able to heal more animals because you don't know what you don't know. And until someone is willing to share with us to help us better understand, we remain ignorant or in the dark or not aware of all that's available to us and our patients to, to, to heal them, to make them better. Would you, um, when you think about all that you've learned and all that you've done, when you get up in the morning, what do you love most about being an integrative or holistic veterinarian? Fixing what conventional
1: medicine couldn't Mm -hmm. is absolutely the overall, uh, it just is. And it's, it's not like you're saying anything bad about conventional medicine no, not at all. No. It's like there are these other modalities that are very helpful and very beneficial and can solve problems and make our pets feel good, healthy, yes. eat the right diet, live the right life, get the right exercise and they're happy and healthy yeah. it, it's 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 like you need to be proactive so that's why i feel educating your clients is so important they need to know the information once they know the information and they investigate on their own because we know dr google's out there you know um then they can make a an informed
0: decision Yes, yes. About
1: the health of their pets.
0: Yes. So Rose, as you've gone, you know, you've practiced in different states and, and lots and lots of clients. And you are one of the early pioneers doing this, uh, just, just just knowing in your heart that there's common sense medicine that makes much more sense. And just as you said, we're not knocking. We love the fact that we learned about infectious disease and managing infectious disease, contagious diseases and acute trauma medicine. That's what we learned at vet school. And we learned it well. And I'm so thankful for that. What we didn't learn in veterinary school was how to manage lifestyle disease or degenerative diseases or diseases that, uh, that does not, that don't involve, you know, infectious disease. We weren't taught how to prevent kidney disease, heart disease, arthritis, none of those things we were taught. So it's not like they're two competing types of medicine. We need both. We need acute trauma, infectious disease medicine, and we need us proactive, integrative lifestyle veterinarians that can help clients understand how to stop slow or reverse lifestyle related diseases. These animals were not born with these degenerative conditions. They happened over time. And how can we intervene? You were in decades before many, uh, of us or younger, you know, younger generation, integrative veterinarians were doing it. How has your relationship been with your conventional colleagues? Are they, do they come to you? Uh, wanting to learn, do they refer to you because they either don't have your knowledge base or they know that they' they've gone as far as they can take their patient and they're willing to refer to you. Or do you is your environment in Pennsylvania still a little hostile with your other conventional colleagues?
1: Actually, it's taken, now, I've been in my location for 22 years. I would say in the past five years, have I gotten a referral? In the beginning, it was, it was kind of like, I'm not quite sure what she's doing down there, but sometimes it appears to work. Yep. And then it kind of evolved from there. I do get more referrals now. I must say that, but in the beginning it was not a a party at all.
0: Yeah. Not a welcoming Um, environment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think the pushback from the client's I want to know about this. Mm -hmm. What about doing that? Is there something else we can do? One of the things that used to highly disturb me when I was a young veterinarian was the fact that I would hear other vets say, there's nothing else we can do. And I would know from my own reading of other cultures and other medical practices and how they dealt with things that yes, there were other things that could be done. And that disturbed me. So I really do feel that it's important for clients to get as much information as they can to make informed decisions.
0: I am also, I'm equally impressed, not only with your your compassion and passion to you know you have just your you will probably practice until the day that you die because it's this is not a job this is this is what you were put on the earth to do that's very clear um, do you find that do you find that your practice is continuing to grow because people are recognizing that they, that they need help in other ways that they're conventional, vets can't help them. So your practice is probably thriving. Do you have other colleagues or are you a one woman show?
1: I am a one woman show. Um, and yes, I do have patients that come from far away. I um, and I appreciate that. Uh, I, I really do. Um, but there's not very many of us out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's yeah. not, um, I've got Judith Shoemaker, you know, Judith,
0: of course, amazing close by. yes. Um,
1: and, and I do, I do fecal transplants via Margot Roman as well. Dr. Roman. Beautiful. Um Oh, wonderful. Now I just started doing the microbiota transplantations, um, a couple of years ago and I have seen such a remarkable response yep and and it, it only goes to point that you are studying all the time you are learning all the time
0: and everybody should yes yes that is exactly right that the for me the more i've learned the more i recognize how much there is left to learn. Uh, and so I couldn't agree more. And for us to be able, we owe the universe always provides those patients that force us to keep learning because we have not been able to fix them or improve them, which leads us to dive into the literature or call a colleague or find out what's happening in other countries in the human realm and see if there's any type of translational medicine, but it's that fire of our desire to fix our patients that that pushes us to get different answers. But I also think that that's a personality trait that is much more common in open-minded perpetual students, people with an open mindset that like yourself that just have a burning desire to really help their patients. And that, that's very, that's very clear that that that's in you. So if I think about all that, you know, and all that you have all the cases you've seen over your long and very fruitful, successful career. If you could tell the world one thing, or if you'd want the world to know one thing, what would it be? Ask questions. Mm.
1: Become educated, become informed, be be the person that your pet needs you to be. Mm. Be their advocate. Ask questions. If you do not like the doctor that you are going to, go someplace else. Do not be intimidated by anything they say. You are your own person. You can get a second, a third, a fourth opinion. I have sometimes been someone's seventh opinion. Yeah. Okay. So. I think that's important. Uh, That's what I would say. Yeah. Stay informed, get educated, and therefore you can make the right decision for your pet.
0: Gosh. And those are really important, wise words, Dr. Rose, because it also minimizes regret. And I think that if there's one thing we can do, you know, we want to be able to put our heads on our pillow as guardians, as animal owners or caretakers at the end of their time with us and say, I, I got through this with no regret, but the only antidote for no regret is to educate yourself, to know enough, to not make bad decisions or decisions that were based in ignorance. The only remedy for that is knowledge. So it's really wise words. Thank you. If people wanted to know more about you or wanted to come see you or wanted to read and learn about all that you have learned to be able to better treat, support, and care for your patients, where would they go? They can go to my website, which is
1: altpetdoc.com, A-L-T-P-E-T-D-O-C.com or call my office at 610-65-I'm sorry, 610-558-1616.
0: I love these game changer interviews because it affords me the opportunity to connect with my amazing colleagues, including yourself, that are touching the lives of humans and all of their animals around the world. How blessed we are as an integrative veterinary community to have women just like yourself, strong, knowledgeable, and with a desire to never stop learning more to make their patients happier and healthier. How wonderful that we can share space in the healing community with amazing people like you. I'm so thankful that Nancy took the time to nominate you and that I had the pleasure and the honor of interviewing you today. So congratulations on your Game Changer Award.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much. I really appreciate it.